in the parsha. So, in the parsha, when we're introduced to Maish Rabbeinu, shortly after we're introduced to Maish Rabbeinu, we are at the beginning of the introduction. So, Vayetze Bayoy Masheni, Maish Rabbeinu goes out. Vine Shnei Anashim Ivrim Nitzim. There are two Yidden that are fighting. Bayoy Mel Russia. And Maishu Rabbeinu says to the Russia, Lama Sakariyecha, why are you hitting your friend? He says to the Russia, why are you hitting your friend? He doesn't call him a Russia, Maishu Rabbeinu. He says to the Russia, Hashem's calling him a Russia. But he says to the Russia, Lama Sakariyecha, why are you hitting your friend? He's called a Russia. He's over an Isidaraisa. It's Asidaraisa to strike another Yid. Is La Yosef Pentosef Lakosef Makarabba. It's an Issa Daraisa, amazingly, to hit another Yid. And he's over in Issa Daraisa, and he's called a Russia at that moment. It's interesting. At the moment the Yid is over the Issa Daraisa, he's called a Russia. Russia. And he says to the Russia, I don't know, Pshat, we have Shimmy here. I am interested that it calls him a Russia. Now, he, he was over in Issa Darais, and at the moment of an Issa, is definitely a Maisa Rishos. It's interesting that it says, Russia. he said to the Russia, he sees one year doing an Avera. Very, I don't know Pshat, David, it's striking. It's funny to say it's striking to me, a year is striking, a little bit of a pun. But it's striking to me, if anybody has a Pshat, David, and he says to the Russia, why, what, why is the Torah calling him a Russia? It is true. Well, what makes someone a Russia once you do one? A, a there's a, there's a, the, the, there's a, there's a big shtickle in Tanya about this. Certainly, at the moment the Yid's doing a mitzvah, he's, he's a tzaddik. At the moment that he's rebelling against Hashem, this is a, right now he's the Pirish of a Russia. He's, he's Shaku and Aver. If he does tshuva a minute later, he's a tzaddik. But right now, he's a Russia. It's very interesting, Bensi, to me, that it says, Vayoymer la Russia. Other people have done other Averis in the Torah. And here the Torah says, Maisha goes out, two men are fighting, and he says to one of them, What are you hitting your friend? Vayoymer la Russia. He says to the Russia, He says to the Russia, What are you hitting? So interesting that the Torah calls him a Russia. Now, it is true. A person's doing an Averis. Is, is, is rebelling against Hashem. Very interesting that it calls him a Russia. Is this the first time in the Torah it says the word Russia? What do you hold, Chavre? Reveli, is this the first? It's very striking. You're reading the whole Torah and two Yidin get into a fight and he says to one of the Yidin, you're doing an Avera. Lama Sakriyecha. Very interesting. Ayayma la Russia. You're introduced to the first bad guy. I'm very, I'm moved by it because the first guy, the first Yid in the world who's ever called a Russia is this guy. And he's called a Russia, he's striking another Yid. I'm very moved by that, that, that the, the one that Tyrus Kaveh is the Russia striking another Yid. Says to the Russia, whoa, it's like a little, Revelli, it's striking a little bit, right? Isn't my mouth is also like the Russian is very shivas at It's like a Russian yeah, it is Yeshua says that Sikras Hatzadik Yeshua Sarasha, and there is going a guy who is Chayiv Malkus. You see over a lav, and this is over a lav. It is Yeshua Sarasha. They make they establish the Russia as a Russia. There is it's funny. There is not going by striking another yid. 
very interesting. Vayoyimah L'Rasha is interesting. There's no reason to say it in the Torah. He said it to the Yid. A Yid's hit, the ty- it's a very extra thing, David. A Yid's hitting another Yid. It's an Isidaraisa. Vayoyimah L'Rasha. And the Torah identifies this striker. He says to the Russia, La Masakriach, what are you hitting your friend for? So I think the Gemara Sanhedrin says, from this we learn, even if you raise your hand, because it's yeah. Saka is in the future. He didn't very good, very good, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't hit him yet. It, says, it, says, it doesn't say he kisa as a Saka as a puppy, as a plur, the future. Aha. Uh-huh. doesn't say like, La Mahika, why'd you hit? La Masaka, why would you hit? So you see here that even just raising your hand to the yid, you're still called the Russia. In school, they say, like, don't, don't even raise your hand. Don't even, like, raise your hand to hit somebody. But Vayoyma la Russia is still striking. Like, why call Even if it said Vayoyma la Masakariyach, we'd also, could we would even learn that? La Masakariyach, you see that just first. You don't see you are over. The fact that it calls them a Russia means you are over already. Unless, unless it's just like. Shimmy might be saying, Reveli. Shimmy might be right that the Torah is saying La Russia that he's Dacha Russia, even though he didn't hit yet. So the Torah called him a Russia for that Chedesh. I always, I always, Shimmy, but I hesitate for that. That's a good, it's a good Teretz. Shimmy's saying good that it called him a Russia. Shem's teaching us that even just for raising a hand to strike a yid, you called a Russia. If it just said Vayoymer to the yid, Lama Sakriacha, maybe you're not over anything. It called him a Russia. Eli, whenever I learn Chumash, the Drash and, and the Rishayim, the Ramban and Rashi always would say further. Because in Pshat, it's, it's telling me a halacha, but the Torah is also recording what happens. So there's always a Bederech Pshat. So it's true. By the fact the Torah calls him a Russia, you see your Iver, I suspect in Pshat there's also a reason that calls him a Russia. I don't know the reason, Akiva. Do you have a Pshat, Akiva, in this? What's the Rebbe's question? What's like? Why call? Why is the Torah? He, he he's over an Esser. Why call him a Russia? But is it even an Esser, or you just? That's call an Esser. La Yaisip He's over an Esser. People have been over a Sirm in the Torah. People have defied Hashem. It didn't label Adam and Chava ate from the Eitz Adas. It just yeah. The question is, why is he called a Russia? Why did Torah call him a Russia here? By Yom and Russia. No, it sounds like this mice hit another yid. He's labeled a Russian. Why, why, why does the Torah call it a Everything's very exact. Yeah, you, I, and I ask everything. This is just very rare. I'm not, Donnie, I'm not like, I'm not like some making issues. I'm, I'm not look for issues. This Vayoyimel Russia is anything when you read the Torah that's like, like striking as unusual. So I just, I'm not, I have things I want to talk about here, but the Vayoyimel Russia jumps out. I'm not, I'm not, it's not lost on me. And I want to say this, that it's cool to me that the one who's identified as a Russia is hitting another Yid. A lot of people did a lot of mistakes, but the one that says, Vayoyimel Russia is striking another Yid. I'm very, I'm moved by that. Is What's the Pshad here, why it says it here? It's not lost on me, and Hashem is very exact. And we're introduced to the first, there's like the first Yiddish Russia. There's no, in all the tyrant never calls Ace of a Russia. It, 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 not yet. It doesn't say, the Gemara says, Esav's Yisrael, Mumar, who, who's the Yid? Let's look in. Whoa, 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 it's harsh. Who's the Yid who's called a Russia? He would hit another Yid. Okay. I, I just checked that it said by Siddhaim, Avram Vinu said, 
are you going to kill a tzigam with the rishon? He didn't refer to. So it says the word rishon. Very good. Very good. It's a sadik, and it says Lahama Sadik in Russia. Very good shimmy. It says by Avram Avinu by Sidaim, so it calls them are you gonna kill the Sadiq and with the Risham? Very good. Very good. It says Rashi, you know, important. Does that take away from your question at all? No, it's a good point. No, I want to know when it says Russia calls the people of Stein, you're going to kill the tzaddik in my Russia? The people mm-hmm. who did that various understand if that tzaddik in Russia. And as we go on, so, so the, the Yid says back to Maisha, who made you in charge? He criticizes Maisha, who made you the Gavra, Sarvashayfidalenu? It, it, I always say, you know, guys on the on the Waterbury chat have call outs. They're very into like this guy looks like this one. This has to be the worst call in the history of the world. It, 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 it's a crack up. He basically calls Maisha Balgaiva. Me Samchalish. Who made you in Chava? You think you you think you're so big? It's the funniest line, maybe in the whole Tyra, that he picked the most humble person who ever lived. To the Anab Mikoladim, the Torah is made that Maish Rabbeinu has the most humble person who ever lived. And Maish Rabbeinu stands up for a Yid and it looks like a Maishagaiva. Misam Chalaish, who made you the man? Sar Vishayfa, you're grabbing Srara. It's so ironic. We know when Hashem gives Maish Rabbeinu Srara, the leadership, he declines, he fights with Hashem. I don't want it. I'm not a leader. There's something here that I want to say. And I want to, I'm not just saying so, Sam, it's weird. There's something to learn from this. Ravelli, this has to be one of the worst calls, and it's a crack up pasuk. The most humble human being who ever lived, the one who Hashem asks him to lead Klai Yisrael, and he declines. And when he stands up, the man says, Who made you the big guy here? You're trying to grab Swara. And I want to say that it's not just, the Torah is not just saying this for the comedic effect of a Yid making a bad call out. Maisha Rabbeinu acted with a, with a, with a sense of, he, he said, what, what, you have no right to hit him. And he acted with leadership and he acted with, he, he stood up to somebody. And I want to say that the mark of any Midah is when you can display the opposite of the Midah. It looked like a Maisegeva. And that's what he said. Well, you think you're such a hotshot? It looked like because the, the most humble person in the world is capable of, when necessary, being a Balgaiva, being, standing up, being assertive, if you will. That's always the mark of a Kenyan on any Midah when you could do the opposite. That's obvious. You don't have a Kenyan on, me, on a Midah if you're just programmed. The humble person, I'm reminded, one of the Rebbeim here when he was a youngster was dating. And the girls, the girls, the, the prospective girl, it wasn't the one he married, the prospective girl's parents called me up. They said that he's too soft. He's like a softy. He's like a pushover as a... I said on the next date, have your girl say Lashon Hara and tell me he's a pushover. <laughs> he's a guy, yeah, he's very soft. It's a midah. He's very tough when he needs to be. I know the guy. He can be tough when he needs to be. 
it's very instructive to me that the most humble human being who ever lived was accused of being arrogant. I like that. Because when he needed to be, he was the most humble. He had a Kenyan on Anava. When he needed to be, he was very mm-hmm. assertive to the point. The Torah is not, the Torah doesn't make it. It's not just pointing ironies out. His behavior was such that Dustin Baviram said to him, Whoa, Balgaiva. <laughs> that literally, Misam Chalaish. Who made you the man? Whoa, you're arrogant. No, I think it looked arrogant what he did. And the humble person's capable of looking arrogant if that's what you need to do. He's not, he's, humble's not like he's, he's, he's not, he's not, it's something he was kind of. So in its time, there's humility. And when the time not to be humble, so then he comes, it looks arrogant. I like that the humble person could look so arrogant. So it's instructive that the most humble human being, it's not just funny and, and ironic, Avrami, it's the truth. That the most humble person in the world, whoa, tough guy. Yeah, 100%, because that's what was called for here. A Yid was hitting another Yid. He says, excuse me, Lama Sakya. says, whoa, you're arrogant. Who made you the man? Yeah, and right now is the time to be the man. Right now is the time to assert. And my Shrabenu asserts, it's a Kenyan and a Midah of Anava, to the point that if, if, the, if the situation dictates, you can look the opposite. So I don't think it's just funny and what to laugh at. This amazingly awful. There's no Shiloh that the Torah, the, the, Hashem's talking to us and put in a Pasuk that it said to Maishra Rabbeinu, whoa, you are like, you're a tough guy. Misam Chalesh, well, you think you're so big? <laughs> said to the most humble human being who ever lived. At, you grab Sarara, Sarvishaivinu. Well, you just take in charge to the man who like de- declines Hashem to lead Klal Yisrael. And the word is when the situation dictates a yid's hitting another yid, he takes charge. And it looks arrogant and it looks like he's grabbing Sarara, because that's what the position dictates. You know what I mean, Ben So the behaviors of Maisha are not dictated by, you know, he's just an anav and can't help it. There's midas, which means acquisitions, means times and places. So the, the one who acquires a mida is capable of the opposite. So that's, so he says, me samglish savishan Are you going to say to kill us like you killed a mitzri? Means he saw Maish Rabbeinu killed a mitzri. Vayira Maisha. Maish Rabbeinu is very afraid now. Because now this Yid, Maishu Rabbeinu, had killed the Mitzri. He killed with the Shem HaMefurish. That's why he said, are you going to say to kill us? Maishu Rabbeinu killed with his Peh. So he said, are you going to say to kill us like you killed the Mitzri? And Maishu gets afraid. And he makes a statement. Now I know why we're in Golis. Says Rashi. Now I know why we're in Golis. Incredible Rashi. We'll read the Rashi if I can read it. Kimashmoi, or Midrashai, Rashi brings the Medrash. So, Achei Noida Dover Pashapshat is Maishra Bang saying, uh oh, the thing is going to get find out. An ad- adversary of Maisha, somebody who's said it, Maisha, is being very loud about it. Saying, you killed me like you killed. It's a secret, and the guy is saying it very loudly. This is going to get back to Paray. Maish Rabbeinu is convinced now this is going to get back to Paray. If this Yid is being so loose about it, and saying to me, and saying to me, oh, you're going to kill us like you killed the Mitzri? This is going to get back to Paray. Umidrashai. Rashi says a drash. Noida li adavashisi tamalav. 
I now know the answer to the question that I was wondering. What did Klal Yisrael sin from all the 70 nations to be so oppressed? That they're getting Avoidas Perech. Why is Klal Yisrael going through this? I don't understand. Now I see they're worthy of this. Very scary line. Maisha, who is the protector of Klal Yisrael, Maisha, who is the nice Ba'olam Klal Yisrael, says, I walked around bothered. Why would this happen to our people? And now that I see this Lushen Harnix, there are people like this, now I see Shemruyim Lukach. I see that they're worthy of this. They need this. This is what they're going through. They talk a need. That's what Maishu Rabbeinu says. Beforehand, I said, what sin? Why would they have avoidus perach? Now that I see this, this lush and haranik, now I know. And of course, word gets back to Parai that Maisha killed the Mitzri. And he wants to kill Maishu Rabbeinu. And Maisha Rabbeinu runs away from Parai, and he runs to Eretz Midian, and he goes to the well in Midian, running away from Parai, running for his life, and he goes, he goes to Midian, it's a Shiloh, some of the Midrashim say it was Midian for 80 years, but he runs to Midian, however long he was there, to the well in Midian. Now, punked when he gets to the well is a mice and noir of Hashkacha. Maish Rabbeinu comes to the well. Now, at the same time, Maish Rabbeinu is by the well in Midian, Meimei. He's running away from the king of Egypt who wants to kill him. So a whole series of events happens. If you think the Hashkacha, one Yid is hit by a Mitzri. Maish Rabbeinu protecting a Yid who's being attacked by a Mitzri kills the Mitzri. Two Yidin are fighting. Maish Rabbeinu says to the Russia, don't hit your friend. The Russia announces that Maish Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri. Word gets back to Parai. Parai tries to kill Maisha. Maisha flees to Midian. He's by the well in Midian. And punked at that moment, Ulukayin Midian Sheva Banais. The Kayin of Midian, the priest of Midian, Yisrael had seven daughters. And they come... And they're filling up water to feed the sheep of their father. Now Chazal, Rashi brings Chazal. That's weird. Shep, ladies are not shepherds. And for some reason, Yisrael's daughters in a strange set of circumstance are the shepherds for Yisrael. Explains Chazal that Yisrael had just denounced the Avoy de Zara. The local Avoy de Zara of Midian, Yisrael was a sincere seeker. And he denounced Avoy Dezara. He had been the priest. He had been like the from religious leader of Midian. And Yisrael announced that I, it's a, a, a admission, public admission. And he said, Rabbi Say, I have to publicly acclaim that Avoy Dezara was serving as Sheker Chazav. I believe it's a farce. And he renounces Avoy Dezara. And as such, he's an outcast. He's put in Cherim by Midian. And nobody wants to help Yisrael to the point that his daughters are miscast as the shepherds 
of his animals because nobody he's in Cherim in Midian. So nobody will work for him anymore. So his daughters bring the sheep to the... Think how much is going on. Maish Rabbeinu ends up by the well. That's a whole series of events. Yisrael's daughters end up by the well. They would never be there. The shepherds would be there. But the problem is that Yisrael renounced Avay Zara. Thereby, everybody who ever worked for him quit working for him. He couldn't get any other workers. So his daughters are miscast then see as the shepherds of Yisrael. By the other shepherds who are chiseled guys come, by and they chase Yisrael's daughters. The Medrash says that they either try to kill them or to do a Maisaver with them. They were accosted, they were attacked, Yisrael's daughters. So punked at the moment, Maisha Rabbeinu goes to the well, he's running for his life, Yisrael's daughters come to the well, also a series of Ashkacha, because their father renounces Avaydazara. All his workers quit. He can't find any other workers, says daughters do it. The daughters at the well are attacked. Vayaka Maisha. Maisha Rabbeinu, who we already learned as a meat of Achrayis, Misamcha Laish, Maish Rabbeinu stands up by Yeshiana and he saves Yisrael's daughters. And he gives to the sheep to drink. He saves Yisrael's daughters. We've said before, Chazal say that Hashem is Mizavik Zivugan Shal Yisrael. Hashem makes Zivugim. What does Chazal mean? Hashem is Mizavik Zivugan Shal Yisrael. Hashem does everything. We breathe, Hashem let us breathe. Every activity in the world. So what does it mean? Hashem makes Shaduchim. Hashem does everything in the world. What does it mean? He makes Sivugim. And we explain that it means it's most apparent. You could see Ashkachas Hashem in Sivugim to the point. Reb Chatzkel, when he would meet a guy from the mirror, Reb Chatzkel, who was so brief on words, so not a schmoozer, and was so careful what he spoke, every word out of his mouth was so measured. Reb Chatzko, when a guy became a chassan, would ask him every detail, the zivug. He wanted to hear, Ashkoch Hashem. And in Shaduchim, Hashem is mezavik zivug, Hashem makes Shaduchim. It means that it's more open than other areas of life. Yad Hashem in Shaduchim is more open. In this Shaduch, of Maishu Rabbeinu to Yisrael's daughter, the Torah is Megal. It says the story. It's like such events to put them together. It's not. It's not. It's wild. The events that put them together, and Bidafka Reb Chatzkel would ask people uncharacteristically. A guy was a chassan. He'd sit him down. Tell me the whole story. Who's the shadchan? How did you meet? And he would hear. It's very fascinating. You could ask people who get who become. What's your story? And time and again, you hear, well, well, he knew, she knew, I went out with, who said, always like such interesting. You see, Ashkachas Hashem, we certainly could see it in all areas of our life. But the place that it's more apparent, more open, is in Shaduchim. And here in this whole story of Yisrael, of Maishu Rabbeinu, marrying Yisrael's daughter Tzipira, you see a tremendous set of circumstances to bring Maishu Rabbeinu there, to bring Yisrael's daughter there. Yisrael's daughters go home, and he says, Why did you come home so early today? 
while you were fast, it normally took them a lot longer. You can imagine that they were not very popular in Midian. That day they were almost killed. Every other day when the shepherds came, you could be sure they were pushed to the back of the line. They, these girls doing shepherd man's work, and the, all the shepherds would, would, would draw the water first, and they would push them to the back of the line. Today, you're here so fast, you got, you got your water much faster. They say to Yisrael, Ish Mitzri Ilan, it's Ilanu. A Mitzri man saved our life, and he also drew the water by Yashka Satsain and gave the sign to drink. And he asks his daughters, uh, Where's the man? Hello, he just saved your life. You clearly saw he's a foreigner. You called him an Ishmitzri. So a foreigner saves your life. Aya, where is he? How do you leave the man? Scathing question. Do you have no gratitude? He saved your life. Why do you leave him there? You know he's a foreigner. He just saved your life. You say you're back early. Why'd you leave him? Kirenalai call him we'll give him to eat. Was Chazal tell us we'll make a shidduch. And he marries Yisrael's daughter. And the question begs itself, how did they leave him there, Bensi? Why'd you leave the man? Ayo. It's one of like the fiercest questions in the Torah. You're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu's wife. Hello, he saved your life. Like we're home early, a nice man saved our life and gave us to drink, a foreigner. He's a foreigner and you didn't bring him home, give him to eat, ask him what he needs, gratitude, pay him back a little bit, nothing. Menachem, what a fierce question. We don't get answered. Yisrael asks, Ayo, where is he? Why'd you leave the man there? What'd you say? Why? Why? You what? girls. I hear. I hear. Stark, wow. stark raid. So listen, it's a boy. It's a, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. It's lucky Maisha wasn't so from. <laughs> they would be oh. dead if he was so from. It's a girl. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I wouldn't even see her today, John. <laughs> Why do we assume he didn't say anything? Uh, Lama right, she Lama How do you leave him there? Call him Call him Maybe she thinks in four hours. Well, 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 I don't think a lot of people got saved from accidents. I don't think they necessarily go to their house. I think they usually. But you knew he's a foreigner. Ish Mitzri. The Ish Mitzri says this, this guy's a foreigner. Bring him home. Invite him for a meal. Yisra, yes, the Kasha. Lama zez you just hmm? sayonara. <laughs> let's let's check this out. Let's invest further. Ayo, where is he? A fa- bomb kasha. Shimi says they could have had a lot of akarasatayv, 
And nope, to, to bring him home, like a little combination of Shem Yemenachim, a little from Kaim you could have, you know. Besed, I hear, I hear. Lifeguards easier to pull, like, then they, like, every day someone says, I saved this, I, I saved your life, but they don't. I always I, the, maybe I'm just extra centered, Shimmy. Somebody once saved my son from a pool in Heller. Maybe I like I hear Ayo and I feel like a little guilt. The guy saved my son's life. Have I done enough? Maybe I should have to do more. David saved Donnie. He's once drowning in a pool. Really? Yeah. Wow. Your brother Donnie. Yeah, David saved him. My my son fell in the pool and a guy and a yid, a beautiful yid, saved my son's life. <laughs> It's a big deal. Home. <laughs> <laughs> we were together in Heller. We were together in Heller. But he also he wasn't a foreigner. He, he lived in... He lived in Passaic. If he would have been a foreigner, I would have brought him home. He lived, he didn't, he, we were both in Heller together. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Only because he's a foreigner. Who cares <laughs> you don't think this is because he saved their life. He says Ishmitsvi is a foreigner. Why'd you forsake him? Why'd you forsake? You probably thanked him for four and a half hours, but that's it. <laughs> Couldn't have thanked too long. They came home faster than usual. But Lama Zazavdanish, how do you leave him there? That's what Yisra yes. Rebelli, it's a cash or not a cash. Yisra held it was a cash. It's funny, they don't respond. He just says, Lama Zazavdanish. What are you leaving there? Where, uh, and where are you? What's he was very from. He was. Well, he renounced yeah. Tavai Dzari. He was Doctor Fromer. He wasn't used to the Fromer world. Yet. <laughs> 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 so he's a Bali. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Even Yisro sounds like he's asking for the Shilla. He just says, "Lomazazam." Karen Levi Yechalachem. And also Rashi sounds like. Rebelli said he wasn't asking out gratitude. He owns like Shimmy. Out gratitude. He was saying hello. Like Shaduchim, like this. My this guy just saved your life. Like you're looking for something better, different. Like it could be. I love as Like the guy saved your life. You're, you're gonna find better. This guy's a hero. He's incredible. Could be wasn't coming from gratitude. Like Shemi said, the gratitude. But yesterday was hello. What are you leaving there? Not because bring him home. Which Chazal say eat bread means get married. Break bread means get married to him. So he said to his daughters, this might be a good shidduch opportunity. Lemaisa, I want to share medrash with the chevra. There's a medrash I want to share because I always like studying this medrash here because I like studying the medrash because this is the two worlds all of us have to live in. It's, it's, it's one of the very complicated facets of our life. And we live in two worlds and we live like this. So I want to study this Medrash. The Medrash says that Yisrael's daughters started thanking Moshe tremendously. That he saved our life. Kid the boy, he saved our life. And Moshe Rabbeinu started chuckling. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, I saved your life. Do you know the chances of me being here? Do you know the chances of me? Do you know the miracles that I walked at this moment? If I was always here every day, so okay, so you say, and then I was a hero, I stepped up. 
I had no chance of being here. I ran away sequence. The chances three days ago, if we were odds mate better, if we were betters, the chances of me being here right now were like zero. I'm a Mitzri. I'm, I grew up in the King's Palace five minutes ago. <laughs> One Mitzri started beating up a Yid and I defended the Yid. I killed the Mitzri. Then nobody would have known about that. But another Yid was fighting with another Yid, and I defended the Yid, and the Yid told Lashon Hara, got back to Parai, Parai tried to kill me, I ran away, I came here running for my life, and when I come here, I see your life being threatened, and I saved you. He gave a marshal, Maishu Rabbeinu told them that somebody was drowning at sea. Somebody was Pasha drowning at sea, and while they were drowning at sea, they were Pasha drowning, a man comes and rescues the person from the sea. So the person says to me, you're my hero, you saved my life. The guy starts laughing. <laughs> he says, I never come to the sea in my life. But I just was bitten by a scorpion. Everybody knows what's the only answer if you're bitten by a scorpion, Avi? Everybody knows. Bring it to water. Ezra Shulman has this... <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Shulman, Ezra Shulman's thing. One day in, in Sulam, the Hebra goes out and all the vans are back and one van's not back. And it turns out Ezra has like this principle in his life that if he ever feels he's a little heated, get into water. He said something upset him, so he needed to find water to jump in. That's like a Messiah from Ezra Shulman. If you're a little worked up, he feels water is coming. Says whole van went, found the water body. He needed to jump into water. So Ezra knows he, to, to cool down, to get back, you jump into water. If you're bitten by a scorpion, Avi, everybody knows you, you, you got to get your foot in water. So here's this fellow who was bitten by a scorpion. Mary, you knew that, right? Avi, you knew that? Bitten by a scorpion, what do you do? So what do you do? You got to get him water. No, 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 no. Get that foot in water. Saves the day, Menach. Bitten. Get it in water. Does Google even know this? Probably not up I'm, cu- I'm curious if Google found this out yet. Scorpion bite, what should one do? Go to the hospital. Swirly, you knew this, right? You got to get him water. Scorpion bite, you got to get it in water. Does Google know it yet? If they don't, Google it. soap and water. We know it's soap and water. Water, you got to get it in water. So says the Meds Pasha. So Google even found it out already. Okay, well, Chazal knew. Google, I wonder if they just found it out. Recently, fine. Menachem, you're bitten by a scorpion. Chas v'shalom, what do you do, Menachem? So the man said he, he was, he, the, the, this, per, get back to our story. A guy's drowning. Avi, a guy's drowning. He's saved from the water by a man. He's like thanking the man. The man says, starts laughing. Says, I never come to the sea. I'm practically afraid of water. I only came here because I got a scorpion bite. Knowing what every young kid knows, if you get a scorpion bite, you need water. And Google says soap. Because I'll just say water. I wouldn't add the soap. Chazal don't say soap, just water. Soap, you want to listen to Google and add soap? I don't know. But a scorpion by Chazal say needs water. So he's running away from the scorpion by to water. And when he got to the water, he sees a person and saves his life. So he says, don't thank me, thank the scorpion. What he's saying is, Ashkach Hashem, do you see what's going on here? 
And Maish Rabbeinu said to Yisrael's daughters, you're thanking me, I, I appreciate it. But you know what's going on here? The worlds that are moving to put us together. And they're nishtar, remember their father searching for the Emes. They discover Hashem with Maish Rabbeinu. And they came home and taught their father about Hashem. They said, we learned about Nairadik Ashkachas Hashem. There's a God who runs the world. And that's what Yisrael's daughters taught him, what Maishu Rabbeinu taught him. So then what, what's he asking? They came home, they had gratitude to Maisha. And Maisha taught them to thank Hashem. Yisrael said, nonetheless, you have to have gratitude to the one. Don't forget the one that came through, Beseder. That's the sugi here. They came home and they had gratitude to Maisha. But Maisha Rabbeinu taught them. The Medrash speaks it out. Maisha Rabbeinu taught them to appreciate the Chesed Hashem. We live, I'm, I'm interested in this because we live in this, in this struggle. I'm fascinated in another thing. I'm fascinated, not everything's exact what happens in the Torah. I'm very interested. Maisha Rabbeinu running away from Parai is the obvious stop. This is, this is another step in the Geula. Maishu Rabbeinu ultimately saves the Jewish people. First, his own personal Geula. He runs away. Parai tries to kill him, doesn't catch him. He runs from Parai. Rashi brings a nace. He tried to kill him with a knife. He, he, there was an escape here, a grand escape. Ultimately, follow, following up with the escape of Gans Klal Yisrael. But this is the start of our escape from Mitzrayim. I'm very fascinated that in Moshe's escape, he saves Yisrael's daughters. Yisrael's searching for Hashem and finds Hashem in Moshe's escape. And what I want to say to the guys, nothing's a coincidence. None of the stories of the Torah tell us the truth of the world. And what I have seen in my own life is that one person's escape, one person's ge'ula becomes many's ge'ula. On the Yom Rishon L'Shabbos, I've said many times, it says, Mi Bahar Hashem, who climbs the mountain of Hashem. And it speaks about a person in the Kikapayim. And then it says, Zed Dar Darshav, there's a generation of seekers. It was talking about a generation, we are talking about one person. One person's success causes Gula to many. I've seen it. When a person gets freed, he, he, he brings such a spirit of Gula to others. And in Maish Rabbeinu's own Gula, he runs away from Parai and gets away in a heroic act. And they're all different. There's Madregas to getting away from Parai. And in Maish's, by Yivrach Maisha, Maisha's escape from Parai, he saves Yisrael's daughters. Like Derek, I spoke before that the person of eternity is an eternity maker. The person of freedom creates freedom for others. Maisha Rabbeinu runs from Parai, escapes the, the, base, the, the house of Parai, the king of Stuck. He escapes from the king of Stuck, and along his journey is just freeing people. Yisrael's daughters are attacked, boom, he saves them. Yisrael himself is being mevakesh, is looking, is looking for Hashem, has been put in cherem. He, he, he finds Maisha, he cannot find the Shidduch for his daughters because frankly nobody will work for him or have any Shaykhist to him. And in Maisha's Gula becomes a Gula for Yisrael's daughter, becomes a Gula for Yisrael. Then Hashem says, Maisha, go back and bring out all the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. That's the story in a, in, a, in a nutshell, that's the story. But this point, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu taught them to be Maketayv Tashem, and Yisrael says, "Don't forget the man who did it." Yisrael says, "Lama zeazavtem esaish." You forgot the human being. You can have gratitude to Hashem, but don't forget the human being either. I've told the Hebrew before, the Pirkei de Rebbe Lazar, who says that the way to come to gratitude to Hashem is by having gratitude to people. Para is the king of stuck. Para is the spitz. Stuck is the epitome of stuck. He has no gratitude to people. He forgets Yosef. And Mimela doesn't have gratitude to Hashem, me Hashem which is what the Pirk Dabalaza says. And in the story of redemption, in the story of getting unstuck, Yisrael says, appreciate the man. You learned the great lesson of gratitude to Hashem, but that's hard to get to. The path to that is appreciating the man. Remember the person that the Geula came, by gratitude to him will bring you to gratitude to Hashem. This is like almost the two planes all of us live on. The gratitude to the people in our life and then tracing it back to Hashem, appreciating Hashem. It's interesting. I could say in an honest way, I, I experienced, I just came back from Eretz Yisrael. When I see the whole mime and everything going on, I'm filled with gratitude to Ray Brownstein. He kills himself for the whole project. Rabbi Oberlander, I think a lot about on that Shabbos. He helped start the yeshiva and put years into the yeshiva. I think about the people who are mice and a lot to cause the yeshiva to be and to thrive. But then you remember in thinking about all the people that Hashem, that you think about Arya Weiss, his kindness, the amount, the amount that he gives us. And then, of course, you remember the orchestrator of it all, the creator, the one who puts everything together, Hashem. This is our job to live on these two planes to appreciate this man's seva. Maishu Rabbeinu came, he saved us, and he says, Lama all the while being maketayv Tashem. We've studied this Gemara Baba Kama before. The Gemara Baba Kama says that the thank you is to the poor, all the while keeping in mind that the wine belongs to the master. If you're at somebody's house, at a party, and both things, I don't think they contradict each other. Shimmy Schiller throws down a big party and I give a drink to Avram. I pour him some cake. So you say, thank you so much. But all the while, like, I have to remember, Shimmy owns the wine. It's not a contradiction. It could be even it helps. I, I even suspect the Gemara says that we thank the poorer, but keep in mind the wine belongs to the master. So I've told the Chavri, Ilam, when I was younger, I learned Pshad in that Gemara, Baba Kamatzah the Gemara says that the thank you to the poor and the wine belongs to the master. So when I was younger, Avi, I learned pshat, that people thank the poor and they forget the Hashem. That's what I learned when I was younger. When I learn when, I learn when I'm older, Avi, is the, the, we thank the poor brings us to appreciate who the owner of the wine is. By giving gratitude to the people who give it to us, brings us, we trace it back to the originator. So it's not, a, I don't think it's a contradiction. If Shemi throws a party and Avi gives me a drink, I say, thank you so much, Avi, giving me a drink. But it brings me back, so, you know, it isn't Avi's drink, I appreciate you poured me, it's so nice. I start going back to the originator, it brings me back there. 
That's certainly our task, is to thank all the pores in our life, and then to trace it back to its originator, to Hashem, to the orchestrator of all. That's certainly our task, and certainly the job here, both the Yisrael's daughters who learn to appreciate the kindness of Hashem, the incredible chesed of Hashem that brings them together, and nonetheless, where's the man? The chetemsa to grab on to that gratitude to Hashem has to come about from appreciating the person. By Avram Avinu's house, people with, the Gemara tells us people would thank Avram, he would point to Hashem. So I always wondered if a guy never thanked Avram. Let's say you had that nasty guest who left Avram Avinu's house, maybe, didn't thank Avram, we lost him for eternity. It's a dangerous program Avram Avinu had. If you thanked him, he said, thank Hashem. Let's say you had an ungracious guest who didn't thank Avram. So that guy's lost for eternity. And the answer is, if you don't thank Avram, there is no path to thank you, Hashem. Only to that person who Avram's kindness and his house caused the gratitude there, can there be a pointing of that gratitude to Hashem? So you have to, in order to acquire this Hakar Satayv Tashem and this gratitude, that's what Yisrael told his daughters. I hear the Milas you've learned and studied, but Ayo, where is the man? If you leave the man out of the equation, you're not going to retain, you're not going to maintain that attitude of gratitude to Hashem. You're not thanking the poors. That's how Pashtas I hear this sugya, this sugya over here. I want to I wanna close with one more thing. It's late. I'm thinking in my mind whether to save it for another day. It's hard. I don't want to save it another day. We do have to dab mincha get to second seder. I want to say this very briefly. In Maishu Rabbeinu's first nevuah, in his first prophecy of his life, the first prophecy of Maishu Rabbeinu's life, so we know Maishu Rabbeinu is, uh, is watching the tzayin, he runs after a sheep in a moment of tremendous rachmanus, mercy, racham of he's being re- very much like Hashem, and he's pitying one lone sheep that runs away, and Maish Rabbeinu runs after it, and at that moment, he's to a prophecy, and Hashem speaks to him. And the first words, Hashem says, Hashem says his name, it's a big deal, Hashem says, Maisha, Maisha. Sam says, Maishu Rabbeinu's name. And Maishu Rabbeinu says, here I am. He gives himself over to Hashem. Vayoymer. Hashem says to Maishu Rabbeinu, I'll tick Rav Haloim. Don't come any closer. Shal na'alecha me'al raglecha. Take your shoes off your feet. Ki amaka mashur'ata oymer lavad maskaydashu. The ground you are on is holy ground. The Chavetz Chaim famously says something here, but things are very, very exact. And the Chavetz Chaim famously says a lesson that Hashem says to Maish Rabbeinu, take up your shoes off your feet because the place where you are is Admas Kodesh. 
in Maisha, whose job it is to bring, to uplift Klai Yisrael, to bring all of Klai Yisrael to Torah Hashem, and to the ultimate Kervis Hashem of Kabbalah Satorah, and it is Maisha who leaves Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, and brings us to Kervis Hashem, to the ultimate Kervis Hashem, Kabbalah Satorah, and is at this initial, most intimate meeting with Hashem, that Hashem says, the ground you're on is holy. The Chavetz Chaim has long essays that people have a sense of all the changes they need to do to encounter Hashem and all the places they need to go to encounter Hashem and the very first conversation Hashem has to Moshe, our Rebbe, whose job it is to bring all of Kla Yisrael to Hashem is where you are. The ground you're on is holy. That there's an aspect right where you are. The ground you are is holy. The situation you're in is a chance of holiness. Within, precisely within this situation. So much of our life is if I would have a certain situation, there I'll find Hashem. One of my favorite parts of the whole story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim Maybe, I should say, maybe my, not, not one, my favorite part. You know, my favorite thing of the whole Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is that the first seid that we ever made was in Mitzrayim. I love that. I, lo- I think that's crazy. The first seid, there should be Adam Mitzrayim. Because people think like, I'll find Hashem out of here. And in Mitzrayim, we find Hashem in, within the trap, in the place of trap, in the situation of trap. There a person could find Hashem. The ground and the place and the situation that you're in is holy. I like that the first seed that we ever made was in Mitzrayim. Before we even walked out of Mitzrayim, within the situation itself, we broke through to Hashem. And the first message to Maish Rabbein was, take your shoes off the feet where you are, here and now. Remember, it's all, it's all a visual of Kirvis Hashem. Hashem's everywhere. So Hashem could have told Maishra, Maishra Benu, before you get to this spot, here I am, before you get here, take off your shoes. Because you shouldn't be wearing your shoes when you get here. That's not when you get here. The place you are. Right where you are, that's Admas Kaidashu. That spot where you are. And, and Maishu becomes the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael whose job it is to bring Klal Yisrael, those words are the first lesson taught to El Rebbe. The place where you are is Admas Kaidish. The Chavetz Chaim writes extensively about this. I've seen, I've seen a lot of this in, in general, in our own dealings with self and our dealings with others. You'll see a lot of what I mean, that it's, it's in, within the situation, the unique situations people are in. It's not if this happens, if you bring them here, if they get there, then the person can encounter Hashem. Precisely the place, the situation, the challenges, the difficulty is Admas Kaidish, has a possibility right here. Take your shoes off your feet right where you are, right in the situation you're apparently stuck in. There's a place for Kirvis Hashem right where you are, precisely in that situation. That's the first, the first ever shmuz to Meish Rabbeinu. The ground you're on is holiness. Take off your shoes where you are. Understand it's a holy space right where you are. I thought that was worthy to quickly get that in today. Let's dive in Mincha for those that didn't yet.
the rest of the Tabrasek is later.